What up, what up, what up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is The Activated Podcast, your boy, E-Boo, live and direct. It's been a hot-ass minute, man. I want to thank everybody for continuously continue. I don't know. You, I don't even know if you can say that for real, but for those of y'all still rocking in, still tuning in the podcast, I appreciate y'all very, very, very much. It's been a minute. I've been busy, man. God damn it. I'm telling you. Listen, you know you've been getting busy where... You got to start to schedule time for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you got to start to be like, yo, I'm too tired. I, I honestly didn't think that I would get to a point where I'm overly exhausted all the time. You know what I mean? All the time to the point I'm like, do I really want to go to another day party? Do I really want to do another event? Do I really um, want to do anything else? Uh, I've been on this, uh, and before we get into it, a little too deep. I've been on this little wave. I'm trying to put y'all on is because this has been helping me tremendously. Is that I've now scheduled some quiet time on my phone. And I know a lot of my friends have been getting in their feelings about this, right? But this is not personal. People were starting to think that I was blocking them. Or, yeah, people actually told me, I thought you blocked my number. I was like, but me and you ain't got no issues. Why am I blocking your number? Oh, it's because I tried to call you. It didn't go through. Yeah. It's called Do Not Disturb. If it's an emergency, you call me three times within five minutes. The call, maybe I shouldn't even said that. Switch that. No, <laughs> too late. But anyways, yeah. You, you call within a certain amount of time. A uh, few times within a certain amount of time, your call will get through. Um, and then, then I know like we need to talk. But if you're just casually calling me on a Monday, Tuesday... Actually, any day of the week, after 9 o'clock, my phone goes on Do Not Disturb. So at that point, I'm not caught up in my phone vibrating and ringing and things like that, unless I go check for it. And um, during the week, I'm more likely not even to respond to you. Honestly, I treat, I started to think, like, it got to be time where nobody could really reach you, unless the house is on fire. You know what I mean? I used to tell people all the time, like, in an emergency, you need to call the police. Don't call me, because you can't get to me. But call the cops, you know what I mean? Call 911, and then, because at that point, anyways, I don't even think there's much that I could do to help you in whatever situation you're going through. You know what I'm saying? That being said, uh, once again, thanks. We're back. I'm back. I got a dope, dope, dope podcast for y'all today uh, that I pre-recorded a long time ago. Uh, We were supposed to have a video with this podcast, but shit happens, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we supposed to put it out. Here's the thing. Here's another thing that I want to talk to y'all about on some real shit, because this has been on my mind heavily, is that I am so tired of dealing with people's personal issues. I am so... Let me repeat that. You see, I, I, I let the little break, right? Because I want y'all to breathe. Let it sink in. I am so tired... Of having to deal with people Personal Issues or expectations Of me Now that being said I'm a man There's usually 9 out of 10 times will come through Based on the word that I said I'm also a man And I realized this recently That I'm a man that only could do one, two, three, four, five things at a time That being said is that Sometimes when you call me At a certain time and I do not get back to you within what your standard is of me calling you back. 
It's not a personal thing, bro. I'm dealing with my own personal issues at the moment. So that being said, it's like I'm getting to a point where a lot of people get in their feelings. And this is usually people. I find that this is usually people that can't relate to you in a sense like I'm not here telling y'all that I'm busy because I just like to use the word busy. I'm telling you like shit like now I understand I can't even say that because the correlation is 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 a false kind of comparison but let's just say this. I can only imagine now I'm not saying that I'm a celebrity but I can only imagine a celebrity, what their lifestyle is. So now when I'm looking at them like they got assistants and shit like that, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I could like that could only make sense because it's only so much the one human being can handle. Now, certain things and certain times I filter through calls to try to remember what the priority is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, All right, cool. I know what he calling me about, so I could get back to him within a day, should still be cool. Now, this person is calling me about something. Um, I got a DJ and an event, whatever it is. I need to call that person right back. So when you don't meet people's expectations that they have said of you, then everybody starts to get their feelings hurt and things like that. And to be honest with you, everybody has the right to feel how they feel about whoever they feel. But nobody has the right to then take that to the ground. I'm going to be honest with you. Half the shit that people get mad at you about, five-minute conversation resolves it. But one thing I hate is the passive aggressiveness. Like, somebody don't bring up the issue to you, and then they come around you not speaking to you. So you automatically, you put me in my bag where I'm like, all right, cool. If that's how you're going to go about dealing with the situation, I could do that too. And, and you know, that's also a problem of mine where I, I be thinking like, I need to cool off and things like that. It's like, I, I was prepared for war. So what I mean by that is, I am comfortable making others uncomfortable. Like, it don't bother me. Like, it bothers me none. If somebody that don't fuck with me is in the same visit, because I already know I'm making you hella uncomfortable. Because I am... Regardless of what you might feel, I have a lot of relationships. Regardless of how you might feel, a lot of people vibe with me in the sense of like we have genuine connection. I mean, if I rock with you, I rock with you. So when I'm in a setting, it's usually making somebody else uncomfortable in how I move because it's not stopping me for what I need to do. So that's one thing I'm starting to realize is like, People got so much expectation of you that they don't got of themselves. You know what I mean? So it's like, I get it. You might be upset or mad about something, me not calling you back or me not responding, responding to a text message when you wanted to. And sometimes, honestly, I go back to my phone. I might even look at it and go, yo, why this person didn't hit me back? And then I go back to it and realize I done typed up a whole message and never press sent. Now, I'm the first guy to, to tell you that people that used to tell me these kind of story, I looked at it and go like, yo, you, come on, man. That shit don't make no sense. But once you elevate yourself and get to a certain point in your life, 
and start to understand things better. You like you understand it better because you're like, yo, these things are. Though it's an anomaly, it is a possibility that it will and can happen. So I just want to put it out there. If you have an issue with me, for whatever reason, you don't got the energy to call me and let's have a conversation like grown adults. And this is a few people out here that I'm still, and I can't wait. Yup, for now, for the time being, you know what? I ain't gonna say what I'm gonna say, but I'm just saying like I'm I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going nowhere. Um, and yeah, so that's that's number one. Number two, I want to get a little bit. Like, this is the first time I actually got on the mic and talked to y'all in a very hot minute. I know I used to do this on the rag. I've not had a chance to come up here and uh, really speak about things that've been on my mind. So I got a couple of notes that I want to go through because I want to bring everybody up to speed. So. Shout out to all the guests that's been coming through. I think last time I had, last time I was able to do this one-on-one kind of uh, conversation in terms of a podcast is when I did Activated Therapy, which is by far one of my most, this, this that's the episode a lot of people listen to and like hit me up. Those that had access to know me on the one-on-one hit me up and like, yo, I'm here, man, if you need anything, yo. Damn, yo, I didn't realize you just going through stuff. So, please, if you're tuning in, this is your first time. Shout out for you. Thanks for coming through. Go ahead and listen to it. episode 36, Activated Therapy. Uh, I get into some personal things, uh, why I got into therapy, why I go to therapy, and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? So, we, t- we turned a bad situation into a very great one. Um, that has allowed me to peak and go past uh, what the ceiling or glass ceiling was for me. In terms of a personal human being, in terms of personal growth, in per, in, I mean, that unlocks so much things within me. Um, that the end result, I mean, if you if you if you have the ability or even the means to go to therapy, please go ahead and do so. It's a lot of people hurting out here, and you know what? I'm starting to realize it too. I had a good friend of mine visit me from Belgium. She was in town, and then we got into talking and things like that, and. And um, we just got a little conversation, and I go, yo, I could tell you're going through something, man. Like, let that go. And then she immediately got emotional, and we we really connected on a different level. I say that to say this. is like, it's a lot of people going through stuff, man. Like, it's a lot of people going through stuff because we have now grown. I, myself, being 30 years old, I'm in a different place in my life. And I realized that those who used to know me from back in the days five, six years ago, and we've kind of lost track of each other or they moved away or I moved or whatever it is. And then we talk six years later, it's a different perspective. And the best thing I like to see in people's faces when I'm talking to them about whatever it is, they could kind of tell the growth that I've been going through or that I went through or where I am. Like I'm a different beast altogether. Like I'm still with the bullshit, but it's like, it's, it's almost grown man bullshit, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So shout out to her. Um, you know what I mean? We just had a real connection, real vibe, and I appreciate her for even allowing me that kind of openness because I know even amongst friends, we want to be tough. We don't want to show emotion, and we want to lie about the shit that we're going through. So um, Activated Podcast, uh, it is a safe space. So for anybody in the city in Toronto, you know, they want to pull up, we could talk. You know what I'm saying? I'm open for it. So, a couple of things I'm going to run down before we get into today's episode. Because um, it's been a minute since I've been here. 
Uh, 30. I want to talk to y'all a little bit about that. Um, turned 30 this year in May. Uh, I've been celebrating the whole, like I literally had like four or five parties to myself. And here's what I think is important, but we'll get into that a little bit. Um, 30. And also, I want to give a big shout out to every single person that has donated to the cause, uh, which for me to raise some money um, back in my home land, Niger, West Africa. If you don't know it and you probably don't, Google it. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the thing I want to get into in this little bit is a give back, but uh, I'm sponsoring orphans um, back home to by paying a full year of uh, school tuition. Uh, that being said, the reason why I'm doing that is because you get to kill a couple birds with one stone kind of thing, right? Because once you, so essentially, I sponsor the whole year, meaning they get to, um, I buy them uniforms, a backpack with furniture in it. Um, they also get two, three meals a day while at school um, for, the, for, for eight months out of the year. So you think about an orphan back in Niger who might not even have access to electricity, lights, uh, you know, I mean, even food to be able to for those eight months be able to allow them, you know, kind of peace of mind. No, I mean it might not be much or whatever it is, but it's like for eight months they'll get their two three meals a day. They'll have their uniforms. They'll actually go to school and learn, um, and be in school. So that being said, even if because French is the national uh, language spoken there, but we do have um, um other dialect that they speak in the country, which is what most people speak, is that even if you get the opportunity to learn French, you'll be able to maybe be uh, somebody's driver. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but you think about being able to drive somebody and have the communication skill to even speak French will allow you to, I mean, you're not going to be rich enough, but it definitely allows you an opportunity to, you know what I mean, to, to, to earn money and not be depending on the system which doesn't even exist in the in the in the country. So uh we're just looking at, I'm looking at it like if we're able to to do that and help a child and things. So that was that was all the purpose behind my little fundraising. Um shout out to everybody. I requested just a simple ten dollar, you know, minimum and I was able to raise about four hundred and some change. So what I also did is I was gonna match it with my own dollars. So that means altogether I got about eight hundred something dollars. To spend, so that means that we be able to either send one, two kids for one year to school, or we send the same kid for two years. I haven't decided how I really am going to do it, uh, but either way, uh, for those that contributed, I really, really appreciate y'all very much. I was shocked because I know black people, y'all be a little stingy with y'all little bread. Uh, a couple of y'all asked me the tax receipt, but it wasn't even like that kind of thing. Like I didn't set it up to be like that. This is just me doing it. And turning 30, I was like, we could kill two birds with one stone. We could come up. Because I know people pull up and buy bottles, um, which is like three, four $400. And then I'm like, yo, if you could at least throw $10 my way, let's do it for a good cause. Um, I truly, truly appreciate it. So we did that. And then, yes, being 30. A lot of people ask me this question. What does it feel to be 30? Because I know we get in this little depressive mode when we get 30. A lot of people that I see are like... Midlife crisis, whatever it's called, they're not happy. Uh, they're not the perfect way. They realize that they don't. Their metabolism has slowed down a lot, so they can't eat what they want. They got to work out too much. You know what I mean? And people kept asking me, like, so I thought when I get to thirty, it gets to, you know what I mean? Like you get like, I don't know. I honestly I don't know what the expectations 
were. But based on what other people were telling me, it's like, oh, yeah, you break down at 30. Oh, shit is going down at 30. Oh, you ain't got no kids. You know what I mean? All this stuff. So I'm drinking a little. Shout out to Ibisco. Um, they gave a lot of these drinks at Afrofest. Really, really amazing. Um, so for me, being 30, here's, here's the great thing about being 30 is that I realized that everything that I was able to accomplish or do at 30 was actually things that I've started working on from early to mid-20s. That being said, whenever in life, and, and, and this is not this is just me sharing my experience, my story with y'all, whenever you put your best foot forward in anything that you do and you decide that you're going to pursue any dream that you want to. You decide that you're going to be completely satisfied by harvesting your happiness from within. You realize that once you get to 30, it's like you just now such and such 2.0. So I was feeling like I was Ebu 2.0 at that point because honestly, now I'm not here telling you that my life is amazing. But once I start to look at the things that I have, and start to express a little bit of gratitude, um, I started to feel a lot more happier. Like, yo, I'm cool with this, with this car I'm driving. Like, I, I don't have any impulses to feel like I'm not doing well. Now, keep in mind, I, I, I have done some great things that hopefully over the years or through the podcast I've shared with y'all a little bit. I just don't want to do it all at once because I don't want it to sound like I'm bragging. But once you start to put the pieces to the puzzle together and things are starting to connect in the way that they should and and things are slowly but gradually improving meaning like I had 10,000 in my account last year this year I have 25,000 now these are just rough numbers I'm throwing out there don't don't come at me don't run up on me I ain't got no money um but you know what I mean it's like yo I'm set out to buy one property and then now maybe I'm getting two or I'm buying land back home and and investing in that and and not feeling the societal pressure of you should have this, 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 and that. You start to feel content. Content because you gave it your best shot at anything that you wanted to do and you live in life without regret. The worst thing that you could do is look looking back at a situation and go, damn, I could have did that. Could have tried, right? I know for me, it was a lot of the times it was this podcast and and started to host and emceeing. I always knew I could do it, but nobody would like give me a shot until I started applying myself. Now, looking at it today, I am satisfied because I could look at it and go, yo, yeah, not only do I know I could do it, but I've actually done it or I'm still doing it kind of thing. So you feel satisfied within that sense. So for me, being at 30, honestly, I've not... Like that's been one of my happiest moments is getting to that, to that knowing that yo you're gonna be okay for the rest of your life as long as you don't, um, you don't what's it called you don't you don't you stay on the path as long as you relatively stay on, on the path that you've now created and you follow it through, you should be all right. Now I don't know if I'm gonna be a millionaire, I don't know if I'm gonna be a thousandaire, I don't know if I'm gonna go broke, but. Usually by this time you don't carve out a lane as to what the angle start to look like. You don't started putting some money into your RSP. For those of you in the US, that's the 401k plan. You started doing these things and you like, yo, I can see what the next 10 years gonna look like. 
You know what I'm saying? And then that alone really makes you feel whole. So you're not going to feel ways when, you know, you're looking at other people, whether you feel like they surpass you or they below you, you don't, you're not really chasing the everybody else's success or whatever that is, you know what I'm saying? So um, that being said, 30 feels amazing. Uh, I'm back out here running around doing what I'm supposed to do. I finally have access to do everything that I'm supposed to do. And honestly, the best thing is that, like, when you want to do something, this is when you start to realize how much money matters and how much it shouldn't. Is that, like, when I started to wanted to do things, I could just go and, and get it done to the level that I'm able to, right? So if I want to, and um, actually, I'll, I'll be going to Niger in December. I went ahead and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go buy the ticket. I want to look up the ticket, buy it. Without, like, and I remember there was a time where I couldn't even do that for real. Like, I would have to think about this shit two years in advance and put money together. So, feeling free to do what it is you love to do is something that nobody could put a price on. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what I wanted to share with y'all real quick. Um, I know I keep going. I I was supposed to do this short. Uh, But, yeah, I I think overall, this is what I want to leave you guys with before we get into the episode. Because the episode is really crazy. It's super special, um, and I want y'all to really tune in. And shout out to Mustard Keen, uh, two young men, uh, for pulling up. I really, really appreciate y'all doing that. So before I get into that is that, once again, I thank y'all for always tuning in, showing me support. Uh, we're definitely showing growth. For those that came along, left, love. We love y'all still. For those of y'all that still want to come on, um, for those of y'all that are scheduled to come on, please bear with me. I'm a one-man machine. I literally do everything from A to Z. So I need y'all to understand that this is not me feeling Hollywood because a lot of y'all like to throw that shit my way. Like, yo, you don't nah. This is just me being one man trying to do so many things and so many great things in the process. So I hope that the summer is treating y'all right. I'm definitely enjoying my summer to the fullest. I'm out here. You know what I mean? And, um... Yeah, I think on that note, I will let y'all get into uh, the the episode. Now, once again, these are great, great young men in the city of Toronto, up-and-coming rap artists. I'm glad to have met them. Shout-out to The Connect for connecting us. Um, not to put a name out there, but this is really, really great stuff. So, that being said, listen, man. Growth is the new sexy. Embrace yourself. Uh, I even sound weird trying to give y'all a little thing but from the bottom of my heart man 30 I wish everybody would feel like this when they get to 30 because this right here is an amazing and this is not only 30 I'm only saying 30 because I'm 30 but this is for 40 50 60 um shout out to the raw and uncut podcast as well uh, I listen to it it's a great podcast I think is in the sit in the bay area so make sure y'all go tune in for that and just look out for some dope 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 Shit that I got going on for y'all. So I want to thank y'all for real. Make sure you go follow Activated Podcast, Mr. Underscore Activated. And uh, let's get the show started, baby. Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Activated Podcast, your boy Ebu, uh, live and direct inside of Mama Land Restaurant Lounge. Once again, uh, thanks for having us. We're still waiting on our free meal. 
And uh, <laughs> and uh, today's been a difficult kind of day, but we're still here. Uh, we're here, man. I want to give a big shout out to these two young men for pulling up. And then uh, we're trying to do this podcast a couple hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, Apple let us down big time. Big time. Big time. Uh, this is what happens when you, when you rely too much in, on technology, you know what I'm saying? But without no further ado, uh, stay here in the studio with me or... Yeah, this is a studio. We're going to call is, it a studio. Yeah, it's a studio. <laughs> <laughs> the two brothers, uh, Bilal and Jabril. Jabril yeah. Uh, Mustakim, did I say it right? Mustakim. Mustakim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, young, talented group of young men that I got put on. Shout out to Emily. She put me on to you guys. And she like, no, you got to talk to these guys. These guys are doing something incredible. You know what I'm saying? So then I, I was going back and forth. I, I reached out to you guys and... Um, Finally, we got a date. We set it up. We came yeah, through. Yeah. Uh, and then we got here, and technology failed us big time. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, yeah, um, if you could just introduce yourself starting. Um, All right. Uh, I'm Bilal. Uh, I'm the rapper of the group, I guess you could say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the comic relief. <laughs> really? That's subjective, so you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you got all the jokes. I got all the jokes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and um, I guess I, I'll go. Okay, um, I'm Jabril. Um, I'm the singer slash producer, uh, and I guess I'll be the leader of the group, the responsible one. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm 20, turning 21 this year, and um, I'm turning 18, so I'm 17 right now. Yeah. yeah. 17, turning 18. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that's damn. Yeah. You already doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> before we even get into the raps, I want to ask you something because as we're setting up. This whole thing, this whole technology failing us, triggered it triggered me to be like, how, how do you guys feel about social media and being connected? As far as technology, are you are you on it constantly, or do you? You want to take one? Yeah, I have fall victim to social media. <laughs> I can really? say that. Um, but I feel like I use it differently than most other teenagers and stuff like that. Like, I use it mainly just to talk to my friends. Okay. And stuff like that Not to actually post anything on You just do it to talk like But that. do you Do you like Get on the phone And talk to your friends Or yeah, just strictly yeah, yeah. through No I do call And use text messages And stuff like that okay. Like social media For me The only one I use a lot Is like Instagram okay. And then Yeah So you could get rid of Every single app on your phone And just have Instagram And you'll be You'll be, be good straight. Yeah pretty much Do you think it's, it's Affected you In a negative way at all Mmm uh, I don't know. Maybe I spend a lot of time, too much time on it. <laughs> <laughs> on average, how, how much time would you say you you are on Instagram? Well, I guess it depends, cause like it's a fat seven hours I, I on a day. A day no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 sporadically. Like, like no, 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 no. Because it depends. Just, just say what? Seven hours? <laughs> no. Okay. That's real. Chime in anytime you no, want no, to. No, no, okay. How, okay. Let me ask him. How much time do you think he spends on social media? Um, okay, I think I was just making fun of him, so like maybe like maybe like two hours, two, three hours, two, three really? hours, two, three yeah. hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like, accurate, yeah. I, it just depends on where I'm talking to my friends on. Okay. It'll be Instagram or it'll be Snapchat or it'll just be through text messages mm-hmm. or calls and stuff yeah. like that, right? But sometimes it could be a lot on Instagram and then yeah. other times, like, I'll barely only be on Instagram, only like once or twice a okay. day. And um, what's what sorry. about you? What, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, um, I guess like for me, uh, 
you know, I don't got nearly as many friends as he does. So, <laughs> I so, so mainly, he's a cool, he's yeah, a cool one of the group. He's okay. more sociable. Um, I'm on it uh, mainly just like to observe and stuff like that. I just like to follow a whole bunch of people and like see what's going on. Um, but what's interesting though is that, you know, we're technically kids of like the social media generation right, right, like right, right, and right. now like as artists it's kind of a necessity for you to be active on social media but it's only really like i'd say this year one of our new year's resolutions was to be like more active on social media because like really we just be like oh we have a new song out post that maybe a picture of our performance here and there but we'd never really be like you know like you, you guys are not stuff. like engaging with with supporters and and, and things like that so yeah, you're not yeah. taking it a conscious decision but let me ask y'all this do you think it's more important to connect through social media or to like almost have the old school mentality of going every everywhere just shaking hands and making a contact um, as far as like I think like face to face it's a mix of both because for the like past couple of years we've been I guess old school mentality mm-hmm. where it's like we performed a lot of places. The only place times we'd get like a boost in social media following was after the performance where we're literally like, follow us on Instagram. It's at Mustakim Official, by the way, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> of course, and, plug it. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so we did like the old school way, but then eventually like, you know, you start to realize that you're missing out on a whole world where like everybody else is like connected through like social media and stuff yeah. and you're kind of lacking. So I think you kind of need like a healthy balance because there are some people who like, you know, we know who are only social media celebrities and right. stuff, but yeah. they don't actually have much traction in the real world. You know yeah, they, they, yeah. They, their personality kind of sucks in real life. You, you ever met somebody in real life and go, man, this is kind of disappointing. I thought you'd be yeah. a lot cooler <laughs> in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sometimes, yeah. Give, give me an example. You ain't got those names. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like... Anything that stands out? That's me. Really? Like a lot of people see us on social media and stuff like that, but in real life we're like shy because we were homeschooled, right? Like pretty much our entire life, so okay, we're not that sociable people. But like we'll be on stage and like rocking the stage and stuff like that. That will come off and we'll just yeah. be like that. People will try to engage in conversation. We'll talk to them, but like, but it's very like yeah. awkward ish kind of. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because like there's a thing called like the social media influencer voice, right. where they'll be like all bright and bubbly on their Instagram stories and stuff like that and then you meet them in person and they sound completely different yeah. Yeah. and so there's always this kind of like you know like shock that you get we're like oh okay you know I didn't expect you to sound like that in real I life I mean it's a, it's a great perspective that you guys have especially being as young as you have you, you're kind of even like able to to tell the two words about like as far as even social media real life and these kind of things yeah. but I want to know like for you Jabril um, how does do you, how do you think social media has affected you in a negative way um, like I was saying earlier, like I'm kind of an observer, okay. so sometimes I feel like you know you can get caught up in other people's lives, and you're always comparing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll be fo- I follow like a lot of like different artists and stuff like that, yeah. and they're like, oh, you know, I'm at the Grammys, I'm on tour, whatever. And I'm like, damn <laughs> man, they're my age. You know what I'm saying I follow like Shawn Mendes, Jaden Smith, and stuff like that. They're yeah. my age, right? They're 22, and uh, I see what like what they're doing. I always like compare mentally, right? right? And that's not always the healthiest thing to do because you know like everybody has their own pace and stuff, so. You know, I've kind of learned to just like you know step back a little bit. What do you do? What do you uh? Cha- what do you channel within yourself to make sure that you got these almost like checkpoints, right? Like whatever you tend to get like, okay, maybe this is too much. I need to come back to reality. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what is um, for you? What, what's that checkpoint? What is that one thing you do that uh, can bring you back? I find that it's um working on my own stuff. You know, so like you'll see when uh. You know, like when other artists, you know, like they put out their stuff, you know, they start being like, oh, number one song in the country, number one, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, you know, 
I'm sitting here on my couch playing FIFA for like 12 hours straight, man. Like, what, what am I doing, right? So then what always kind of helps me is I was like, you know what? Let me just get up and start working, you yeah. know? And then like, once you do that, you know, even like going to performances, doing a podcast, it makes you feel like you're getting somewhere, right? Like yeah, you're, you're getting, getting something some, done. some traction, yeah. Yeah, so like once you do that, then, you know, it makes it better. Like you feel like you're on your way at least and not just like being stagnant and stuff. So, yeah. Um, very nice. I, I know we jumped into, I had a little bit of conversation, but it's just... You know this damn computer breaking down and it triggered me like yo let me let me see let me gaze to see how they feel about the social but let's dial it back just a little bit um, because when I when I came across uh, your your profile on your Instagram because that was our that was the initial for me uh, I don't want to say me but this is how I got put yeah. on to you guys yeah and then I was like yo they, they I thought you guys were like East African right yeah and then uh, as we got to talking before the podcast and things like that uh, you were breaking it down so. Talk to the listeners, because I mean, I know now, but like, tell the listeners a little bit, like, what's your background, like, so, um, our dad is fully Guyanese, okay, uh, we don't know exactly which part, if it's like 100% black Guyanese, it could be some brown Guyanese as well in there, okay, and then, uh, my mom is a mixture of Jamaican and then Afro-American, yeah, and a whole yeah. bunch of and then just a whole bunch of other stuff, okay, like, just like, we're mixed, I guess you can say, so you guys just kind of be, you know, you're... <laughs> Uh, a mixture of a lot of things and then yeah but yeah. you've never heard like the East African trait like people thinking maybe oh no yeah all the time we get that all the time yeah people what do they think he's Somali yeah like, so all the time. I, I, I mean, I'm not like... gonna lie to you <laughs> I was like <laughs> and, and on top of it too I think what, what kind of drove me to that conclusion also like um, noticing that you guys are also Muslim right yeah. so mm. I'm like yeah they I mean they got the look they gotta be uh, Sudan um, Ethiopia like around that yeah, area yeah, east right yeah, and then yeah. when you Told me Ghani, I was like, what? I was Yeah, I he was gets some, he gets Sudanese. Yeah, I get Sudanese. Sometimes a lot I get Somali well. and what's funny is like, you know, cause I mean there's a lot of large uh Somali population in Toronto and stuff like that. Hundred percent, yeah. And um when we perform like, you know, Scarborough, Mississauga and stuff like that, uh some Somalis will like come up to me after they're like, yo man, it's so nice that you're out here repping us or whatever. I'm like, hey man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not actually Somali or whatever. And like, no, man, but we claim you still, though, so it's good. I'm like, hey, you know what? At, at least you don't just ride the wave and be like, yeah, 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 just, just support <laughs> yeah. me kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, shout out um, Somalis on, man. You guys spoke about being homeschooled. Yeah. Mm. That triggered my curiosity a lot because I'm trying to, whatever I, I, I see or hear people have been homeschooled, I just want to understand a little bit. Uh, what that process is so I mean homeschool meaning you wake up whenever you want you do your work whenever you want or or just kind of and what do you think why was the decision of you guys being homeschooled do you you Um, know why your parents decided to do that it was mainly our mom and like she just didn't really like the school system and like the environment like because like a lot of it can be like other kids can have a bad influence on kids Mm -hmm. and just kind of like grows and stuff like that right so she wanted to like I don't know, I guess, protect us or shelter us in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And also, also, she believes that uh, the early education system can dampen creativity sometimes. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I guess she she, likes w- she wanted to unlock you guys' full potential. potential. Like you, First, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then if you want anything like, to hinder whatever exactly. your true potential was, okay. Yeah, because exactly. um, kids can, you know, they develop at different speeds, right? So, like, if you're, you know... A certain age and you can't read yet then you're made to feel like you're stupid yeah. for like the longest time you know things like that and then um you know we've had uh a lot of friends who like they would start off homeschooled with us whatever and then they'd go to like public mm-hmm. school for a little bit and then they come back and it's like no shade to public school whatever but they'll be like different <laughs> they'll be acting different and stuff um 
and I think just one of the biggest things that we've gained from that is just this kind of unhindered confidence that you can have because you know again in like the public school system and stuff like that there's a lot of degrading that can go down sometimes if yeah. you don't grasp a concept soon enough and whatever and then also you also get to understand what it is that you have an affinity for so uh, I honestly feel like we wouldn't have been able to pursue the music yeah. um, as young as we have because we started when he was like 12 or something. 11 11 actually <laughs> yeah he's writing some bars from 11 okay yeah pretty much yeah um, and we wouldn't have been able to do that because like basically our day would consist of doing a little bit of school you know in the morning and stuff like that and then just like the rest of the day we'd just be like making music singing around the house doing stuff like that we'd be able to go to performances and do music videos and stuff like that because we weren't in school at the time yeah. so yeah. we could like explore and like um so how much how much school work yeah. do you actually do in the day like um well it depends because we used to go to school for like damn near 10 yeah, hours exactly so you're telling was, me you got time to <laughs> it was like so for early let's say from like grades from like okay let's say like one all the way to to eight right before high school right yeah we basically just have a book like the curriculum book and mm -hmm. we just do math we do english and then we'd have like uh history and other science stuff in like a book right yeah. okay. and we just go along throughout the school year just doing the certain pages we have to do and our mom would like teach us different stuff so all the extra courses like I don't even know what kind of courses there are like going on. Like phys ed, or like uh, construction. Exactly. We do, and arts and stuff like that, we do by ourselves, basically. Okay. Which is, home. which is like the music. Is that yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, we just go outside and play soccer for hours. And I come <laughs> home, and my mom would do arts and crafts with us. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and, and also, like, um, it was different for each of us because we're like we're like three years apart right so you know like yeah. younger siblings have a little different from like the siblings above them and stuff like that um so like let's say for me uh i was homeschooled all the way up until university right so um how the application process kind of goes for that is that you build a portfolio of like all the things you've done and accomplished and the, the music like uh played a large part in that and then also you have like your credits from like you can do like an accredited tutor or this and that and whatever because my, my mom could teach all the way up until high school but I would do like online stuff for like actual like high school or whatever yeah. and um you know going into university it's a little like challenging at first because like i never taken an exam in my life before like university and stuff right um but then you know oh, yeah, like that is, that, eventually yeah, that's like, things you don't even think about really yeah. yeah like it's yeah it's interesting but um it's cool though man like i honestly i can't say that i would have wanted it any other way because yeah. i mean i don't we'd, like we'd be here like doing what we love and stuff like that if you know, we were in school because I have a lot of friends who are in school who are like artists and stuff and they just don't have the time, you know, like they because even like now when I'm in like university and stuff, I can't do jack during the, like, yeah, during the, during, during stuff, the school right? year. You, you have to wait till the summer, then you can like do some stuff. So like over high school and whatever. Um, yeah, like there'd just be people like friends that we know where like they're just as talented as us, you know, like really good and stuff. And they just couldn't get anywhere because I was like man I got school the next day or whatever you know and stuff and also too like uh, it's down to the parents because our parents were like super supportive of yeah. us so they would like drive us to the shows and stuff like that and again like we'd have friends who I'd be like yo so you coming to that festival or whatever and they're like no nah, my mom's not driving me she's like if you're not making money I'm not driving you there so I was like whatever but uh, you don't start off making money you know it's like yeah. a, it's a, a yearly yeah, yeah, thing, so, like, it, build up and stuff <laughs> okay. right so yeah. Do, do you, I, I, I'm almost sensing like your parents were like super woke. 
I guess you could would say you, that. Would you, yeah. would you say like they were they were onto something, right? My mom, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, my mom kind of started like a homeschooling group in Toronto called uh, Toronto Muslim Homeschoolers okay. uh, when we were younger and stuff like that, right? Uh, and like a bunch of other uh, families around the GTA did it as well. We'd go on field trips together and stuff like that, right? Now she doesn't really. Uh, uh, run it anymore, but like it's grown to have like 300 plus families now around the GTA and stuff the like son, that. And she started that from the ground up, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Her and like two other other friends and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Now, um, seeing the fact that you, you, one good thing about homeschooling, I tell you that that you don't have to go through a lot of bullying, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but you guys kind of open yourself up with the social media to still allow that to, to penetrate. And I wanted to know, like. Do you guys get like a lot of negative bullying comments online, or it's it's always love? There was a one, <laughs> was one funny, one <laughs> you funny know, like thing you happened, start. Right? <laughs> So when we first uh, dropped our Two Faced song yeah. and the music video and stuff like that, right? We started promoting it on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And then a couple days later, we got a comment from some dude, right? It's like, oh, uh, he's like, the beats whack, the bars are whack. He's like, the song's ass, the music video is trash, and all that stuff. We read this comment. And we just started laughing, like, because <laughs> that was one of the why. that was one of the first ones. Like, we'd get honestly, okay, honestly, I don't think we have enough views or followers to get like a lot, a lot of hate comments yet and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and we're generally like very nice people and stuff like that. So I don't think people would want to hate on us. Or whatever. But um, you know, you give that that good that good vibe, good yeah. energy. Yeah, kind but of once thing, yeah. we got one, it was just like finally. Finally, we go like we got one. Oh my god! Like it was taking forever and stuff. It was more like so it was an experience, I guess you could say. I feel like we. I looked at it more as validation than actually them yeah. downgrading me because I'm like, Kate, if you have took the time to take out of your day to write something like that, I made an impact on you at least. And yeah. if you don't like it, then that impact could have impacted someone else in a positive way yeah, yeah, yeah. you could have you could have chose to say a million different things yeah what you chose to say my bars is whack but i mean honestly the fact that you laugh at it, i think that's commendable right like yeah. um so you wouldn't so that was the, is that the only outstanding thing like is that the one thing that comes to your um, mind as far as like negative negativity well you know what actually like uh you know because we are muslim and stuff like that we perform a lot in um like the muslim community and um What's interesting about it is that there are like certain uh, groups of people and demographics and stuff who just aren't, who don't take that well to hip hop and mm-hmm. black things in general. <laughs> you know um, so there would be times when like, you know, um, we'd be performing our like our hip hop music and stuff like that. And then we'd get a backlash uh, that was like, oh, it's haram, whatever, like, like you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and that's kind of primarily the negativity we'd face um but it really hasn't been musically like, yeah. like that anything kind of to come out and that's yeah. also one of the things i wanted to ask you guys is about the uh almost like because i know like as a muslim music is almost looked at as like uh something to it's like almost like a witch chanting to like distract you from yeah from what yeah. you're supposed to do and things like that yeah, so yeah. like they look at people to make music like in a negative thing because I know mm-hmm. even some of the stuff if you go back it kind of almost tells you you're not supposed to listen to music mm-hmm. because yeah. the music could get you for example if you listen to something sexual yeah. obviously it kind of puts that yeah. sexual behavior in you and, and influence you um, to do obviously what it's not commendable as per whatever the religion guidelines are mm-hmm. yeah. um now, being that you're Muslim, like, does your parents, do they talk to you guys about that? Or is it almost like, um, you know what, this is 
what we're gonna not focus on just let y'all do the music i think um you know that was kind of a concern when we were first starting out but at this point because like there's like some people who like who are muslim and like also artists who call themselves like nasheed artists which is basically like i guess a rough equivalent to gospel music where it's like you know like strictly like kind of like a religious kind of thing or whatever but we don't really we don't really see us ourselves as that it's more like you know when we're making our our hip-hop music like we have like a song it's like a trap song and stuff right like stylistically (laughs) and usually you know everyone knows the usual subject matter for that kind of stuff but with us we don't really relate to that so we wouldn't be talking about drugs because we never did drugs so like we're all talking about that like that's fake you know um so i guess also too like our parents kind of acknowledge the fact that we were raised a certain way so we want the music to be a true reflection of who we are you know so it wouldn't be this kind of thing where it's like we have to only talk about this and we have to only talk about that and we got whatever it's just like we talk about what we want to talk about as black muslim men and that's just naturally what we'd be like speaking about is, right yeah, it's yeah. not it's not this kind of like uh you know certain agenda i guess you can say the agenda i guess would just be self-expression and then yeah. like that's kind of you know how it is how important is it for you guys to be authentic into the music because i know you kind of lightly touched on you know i mean you don't do drugs obviously you don't rap about it yeah um do you think also the lane that you guys are choosing as far as like being clean cut yeah does that allow for any i don't want to say damage control but like as you evolve and you grow like your mindset might change and things like that yeah do you think that the style of rapping that you guys are choosing is kind of putting you in the lane where you won't be able to come out of in the future or anything like that or do you just go but like you know what this is true to yeah. myself we just gonna rock like that um i know like when we started off we were uh more i guess explicitly religious yeah mm-hmm. i guess you can say when we started off um and again like that was kind of just coming from the fact that we were kids so there wasn't a lot of life experience that you can like talk about <laughs> whatever right so you know okay. just stick to the basics and stuff um yeah. but yeah I, that's a good question because i know that in a couple years it'll change like yeah. inevitably right like you know you're not gonna stay the same person and stuff like that you're gonna get some you're gonna get some new chicks <laughs> i mean i don't know what that but um but um <laughs> it's just kind of like you know uh as long as you are honest with people right on kind of what's going on it can't be this kind of thing of like oh he switched up he changed up whatever because like they themselves surely can't expect to be the same person yeah. over time right and that's kind of like one of the traps of starting off really young where you don't even know what you want in life when you're like 14 and stuff like that so how can you be like this is going to be my career yeah until i'm like 60 and that's it yeah you know it's just again like the music and stuff like that it's just all self-expression so you wouldn't want to tell somebody you know you're only going to speak a certain way for the rest of your life because that's how they express themselves so it's the same way with art you know like um things change and stuff it's just like what we don't want to do and what we try to like refrain from is this kind of and this happens a lot in religious music where it's like i'm such a good person get like me that kind of thing right yeah. because that's cap most of the time like, yeah. <laughs> and you've now set you know? expectations where like yeah. there's no there's not really a lot of room for error so yeah. like we will expect you to be a certain way mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. like the we take chris brown as an example like when we when he first started singing he was clean cut guy you know what I mean? Nice and whatever. And then we mm-hmm. see him put hands on Rihanna and we're like, whoa, what was going on? But exactly, then these yeah. are like, because he was dealing with stuff, but we chose to put him in a certain, exactly, uh, in a certain pocket. So what we try to avoid is kind of, uh, 
putting ourselves in a box in a, in a box in a box um, <laughs> through the um, through the uh, the lyrics and stuff. So again, like let's say in a song like Two Face, like that we have our latest song that's out. Um, it's about you know tackling hypocrisy and just like you know how people have like multiple versions of themselves that they uh, show other people and stuff. And in the lyrics, we could be saying you're such a hypocrite, you're this, you're that, but instead we say we because it's us too, you know, and we don't want to have this kind of, you know, like we'd like to be role models, but role models in the sense of, you know, we're all going through a journey, not like you're striving to get like us kind of thing, right? Because once you do that, then there's like this like imbalance, you know, and eventually you're going to disappoint people. Yeah, Yeah. you will never be able to, to to keep up the standard or whatever that you set up mm, in yeah. a way. Um, so talk to me a little bit about it. Let's break down into into the group. Uh, initially at the intro, you say you're the rapper, you're the singer. Um, how do you guys come up with songs? Like who who's the architect of the song? Do you go pick the beats, lay your, you know what I mean? And you just yeah. bully him into doing what I want to do? Or do you, do you get any say? Like t- talk to me a little bit about the process and um the whole journey like from start to finish as far yeah. as far as like making a song um so for the process i guess i'd be the initiator yeah. i guess you could say um so you do I'm all also the hard like, work yeah i'm also i guess yeah <laughs> yeah low key um so i'm the producer so i'd be making the beats and stuff like that and then i'll come with like a hook or whatever and i'll show it to this guy who'll be like you know whack or not you know and then uh drop a verse and we'll kind of go from there on just uh kind of the structure yeah and allotting the sections of who gets to do which part and stuff there's rarely any uh clash even yeah. though recently i thought i made a pretty fire song and he comes out in the basement and he's like nah man that's whack okay really? like, Yo, okay we're gonna like squabble up right now because like you know i just yeah. worked like for a couple hours on this man and that's like you know but that's he said that joe was trash right? yeah. <laughs> what was the was the song actually okay trash? it wasn't trash but i'll say like you could do better yeah and i don't feel like it was the direction but see, we gonna settle this right now, okay? Talk to me about this song. What, what kind of song? Like, why, why did you feel like that wasn't that wasn't it? What was missing from it? I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't. It wasn't. I think it's a stylistic thing. Yeah, it was more stylistic than anything. Okay. Like, I was like, because mm. yeah. we have different tastes in music sometimes, and you have to uh, find like a middle ground and whatever. So, and like, you know, we really like to uh, diversify our music mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, we won't have just one style throughout. Um, so we like to get a little an arm in like everything right and every, okay. like most different styles that until you could maybe like find find a, a sound that's really like that's like you like as yeah. soon as you get mm-hmm. on the mic there's like okay we know they're about to come on kind yeah. of thing okay yeah, yeah. so you guys are like exploring a lot more and experimenting yeah with um what's interesting is that we were raised uh in terms of music on like everything yeah so we'd listen to like some like uh, again, like the Muslim singers, like Nasheed artists and stuff like that. And then uh, we grew up on CHFI radio, <laughs> which is like uh, pop, rock. pop rock. It's white people. White, white people, people yeah. music. Yeah, we're just going to come and say it. That's white people music. Okay. I love it though. Okay. Um, but like, I mean, yeah. No, so, no, 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 no harm done. We just, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's interesting because like, we yeah so like when we were growing up and stuff like that, there'd be like some hip hop, R&B and then like, so like, you know, uh, an example like, Usher or something yeah. like that, right? And then Kelly Clarkson as well. So it's like it's like when we're making our own music now, uh, even though 
primarily we're like hip hop R and B whatever, but we'll have like a flat out pop song or like some like kind of power ballad or whatever. Um, right now we're experimenting and getting a little like Afrobeat and stuff like that in, yeah. our, in our stuff because we just want to touch base on everything right now. And also too, in terms of like the demographics that we perform in front of, it's it like so much. It does. So like we can have like a crowd full of just like Pakistani Indian people and stuff like that, right? So then we have a song where we actually sing a verse in Urdu and they love that junk, right? And then, you know, we'll perform in front of a, a primarily black audience and then we have like the hip hop and R&B and stuff like that. Yeah. And this is good because you can just like, you know, you can touch everybody with your music. And you feel like, like you're not you're not being boxed in as far as... Yeah. 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 And, it, and, it, and it's still also very early for you guys, right? Like, yeah. at this point, like people don't find... And I'm sure any, even big artists, when you go back to the earlier... Uh, tapes and things like that you, you I, mean, I mean there's something there but you still doesn't you don't know yet like what is that supposed to be until yeah. like you know yeah. you nowadays for example we pick Drake because he's the biggest artist yeah. like Drake 40 as soon as that song come on you know like you already know like mm. what to expect in a way yeah. right but I'm sure earlier on it was a it was a lot it was a mixture of a lot of different things which I like that anyways anyways I like the Drake the really spits bar yeah. like that's my Drake that I like not the yeah. Little ballad, little singing, it's cool. See, but I like, like I like that Drake though. But he likes he likes the rapper. I like Drake. Yeah, rapper Drake. So. You like the rapper? No, rapper the rapper Drake ones. He's come on, man. He got some bars. You know what I <laughs> no, mean? Yeah, back man. to back and all these things. For sure. Um, I wanted to talk about the Two Face music video. And, and by the way, like who like who helps you shoot the videos? Do y'all like shoot on your iPhone? Because I know like nowadays, like anybody, um, everybody's creative in their own little ways, right? Yeah. yeah. So talk to me about the process about. Um, the music videos so and stuff. all of our videos have been shot by different people mm. how many so do you, we have now so y'all hiring people yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah okay. or yeah. people come and reach out to us or like we'll just put an announcement on like our Instagram like oh we're looking to film a music video if you have people you know people and stuff like that like send us to, tell them to send us some stuff and we'll see it like if it's stylistic yeah, which you're trying to video, do okay right yeah so for Two Faced um, we it was actually one of the fastest ones that we shot because it was like the guy came to us or we, no we got suggested him so he went his name's Armin by the way Armin. shout out Armin yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, shout out Armin yeah okay um, we checked out his Instagram stuff like that we're like hey it's cool uh, stylistically that's what we want for the video then we hit him up and then we met one day to discuss like a bunch of stuff on the video and then we shot like 90% of the video just in one day really yeah yeah, yeah. that was cool and um in terms of the artistic direction and stuff like that, usually when we're making a song, I kind of have like an idea of what I want it to be okay. like while we're making it. So you're already song. setting up the video kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, right? so yeah. I kind of knew like I wanted it to be like all black and white, get a little edgy and junk, you know? Um, and then what was cool is that the guy that we worked with, Armin, uh, he was really able to kind of translate what I had in my head into video and stuff. And sure. he kind of helped us create the set so there's like a play uh like a part where we're kind of uh in like shadows where like you know half the face is like yeah, yeah and it's like half yours yeah that, i mean that that was that was the video that i watched uh and i was like okay these guys might be onto something and then i went back and i listened to i think was it like uh your first project that you put out uh muslim in the city yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. listen to that um and i was just trying to pick through and see like what gravitated what songs that i gravitate towards mm. and the one that's Stood out to me was Miracle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Miracle was my. That's that's the one that resonated to me a lot more, and I wanted to actually ask y'all like, 
on that project, what was your favorite song off the that project? That was my favorite song. That was your, that was your yeah, favorite? Yeah. What about you? Um, there's one called Who It's For. It was okay. like the more like slow R&B one and stuff like that. I don't like that one, yeah. So I take it you're the, you're the lover boy and he's the... You know what? <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, like, in terms of in terms of like our, our public persona or whatever, yeah. he's way more personable than I am and stuff like that. And like all the fans like, where's Bilal, man? I love Bilal. Really? Bilal's the best, uh, whatever. I, 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 I feel like you're, you're like the... I mean, this is just... I maybe yeah. I haven't experienced you guys like... Yeah. In thing, I think you're definitely the... But no, in he terms gets of like recognized way more than I do. It's really? the dreads, yeah. it's dreads and glasses, you know. There's not a lot of people with that, so you know. Um, that's true. But I think it's just like kind of on stage and stuff when you're like singing or whatever. That's kind of the vibe that you're giving off. So like, it's a lover boy or whatever. If you want to say that. Um, but yeah, in terms of personality, <laughs> no, there's no wrong with that. <laughs> no, in terms of personality, um, yeah, he's like I guess you could say he's the more. Um, yeah, I guess personable is what, like, yeah. what you'd use. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, But, like, it also reflects, like, comes off the style of the music we listen to as well. Like, I'm, like, jazz rap is probably, like, my favorite genre, right? It's, like, Lupe Fiasco, mm-hmm. you know, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, who else? Actually, that, that's that's kind of the same kind of vibe I get when I listen to you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I was going to say Jonah Lucas, not Jonah Lucas. Um, what's this guy? White boy, um, Logic. Logic. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> I, I, de- I definitely get the Logic, uh, yeah, vibe when I first listen yeah. to you guys and things like that. Um, I wanted to. You guys have a manager currently, or no? So okay, here's the situation, right? Uh, <laughs> because we started when we were so young. Okay. Uh, our mother is actually our manager, okay. technically, like de facto, right? So even to this day. Shout out moms. Uh, she will still do like some of our like emails and stuff like that or whatever. And then like uh, if we're performing like a festival or something like that, she'll yeah. like come with us and, you know, be our day manager and stuff like that. Okay. However, we are currently looking for a manager. Yes. Um, so any of y'all listening, man, you know, hit us up. We're desperate. So mom, like, like yo, you know what? I'm tired of yeah. baby, y'all, bro. Y'all got to figure. No, that's stuff. the thing, man. Because she's like, she's an entrepreneur herself and has like a she um, has a lot of a flower business and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's starting to get to a point where, like, you know, usually like, a couple years ago, she would have drove us here. Yeah. But it's now like, nah, y'all got a bus from like yonder and just come over here and do your own <laughs> thing because like y'all grown now. So you know, yeah. yeah. Y'all got to fi- y'all got to figure out on your on your. It, actually, when I was coming here, I was wondering, like, damn, like, I wonder if you guys came with your parents and stuff like that or with your mom. Mm. Um, and then I came up as just y'all tell us like, alright cool I could bully him a little bit <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just joking yeah. no that's good um, have, you, have you guys listened to Nipsey Hussle admittedly no yeah I was a little ignorant on that man that's yeah. what I bad so when did you when you see the when you saw the tragedy and things like that did it affect you in any kind of way I mean, don't feel pressure. Like, you don't got to... Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got to be, like, fake deep. Like, nah, maybe I was hurt. I just wanted to kind of get a sense. Um, For I, me, yeah, it was more like... Like, I don't, I first heard of him when he won he won the Grammy, right? No, he was, he nominated. Nominated. he was nominated. Yeah, when he got nominated for the Grammy, I was like, oh, like, who's this guy? I've never heard of him before, stuff like that, right? And then after after he passed, right, uh, I saw, like, on all Instagram and social media stuff, like, his impact on the community stuff. Yeah, I saw a lot of the rappers that I listened to be like, "This guy was this like, guy was a true, very yeah, important yeah, yeah. thing." So I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, obviously, I didn't listen to any of his music before, mm-hmm. so I didn't really know. So like, when I first heard the news, I wasn't like, "Oh, sad and stuff like that." But like, I guess it's when you lose someone like that, any one of these people could go as well, yeah. right? Like. 
Put yeah. things in perspective. Put things in perspective. Especially like you guys being artists, do is it is it? Do you ever fear your safety or you guys you guys uh, not even thinking about that? Well, we're not big we, enough yet for that. I think for people. <laughs> one, to, but two, like, we come from like the suburbs of Scarborough, and <laughs> we were homeschooled, so like we weren't really involved in a lot of stuff. Like I know, like I know. Uh, a lot of other rappers and stuff like that, like even if they move past it now, there's still stuff ties. Yeah, yeah there was like a back. karma effect coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people that uh, still live that lifestyle come back from when they used to as well, right? Yeah. But we were never really involved in that stuff. So, yeah. But sometimes, too, like people like will harvest hatred for you without you actually even knowing. That's true. That's true. Uh, and I think for me, I, I always look at it like I always got to be prepared in anything that I do. Like I don't, um, I don't like to to go into a situation thinking, nah, I'm not big enough, or nah, they won't know who I am, or mm-hmm. or nah, because I feel like sometimes you do yourself a disservice. Yeah. Because you let your guards down where where you should really be aware of things going on around you. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, that's true. So even like you guys putting out like a video and then that one kid that you never expected yeah. comes out and say, oh, you're trash and things like that, but you you don't know how much hatred this guy's been harvesting towards you guys, right? Yeah, that's true. Man. <laughs> because honestly, whenever I see people put hatred out, especially like on social media, like I'm like, like, <laughs> what trick? Like, what kind? How are you really feeling to that extent? Like me, I like to read comments sometimes. Yeah, and I read. I was like, what would make somebody wake up today and go in the shade rooms yeah. and decide they're gonna just. Yeah. Like what's going on Like in that sense Right so it's almost like Damn like people Are really hurting Out yeah, here Yeah man I mean like I think If I was um, You know I want to say A different person But there were times When I'd be like Like I said Like how I like to observe On social media line, yeah, yeah. You can get like In your head And stuff like that When you see Oh this person Let's say example Jaden Smith right We're the same age This man's performing On Coachella And like doing all Like getting mm-hmm. uh, successful And whatever And that's good for him but then someone could comment on there and be like, you're just Will Smith's son, so you know you don't deserve any of it, all, all, all that junk, right? And it really just comes from how you perceive your own life and your own accomplishments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if you're the kind of individual who measures a lot, then yeah, I could see how somebody could be on social media and just be like, nah, like screw this guy, man. Like, you know, it's trash. why does he deserve it and I don't? You know, yeah. so garbage, bars of whack, whatever, that kind of stuff. And it's, yeah, it's just about, you know, uh, putting it into context and stuff because everybody has their own time. Everybody has their own opportunities growing up and stuff like that. Um, but no, yeah, like I, I understand it actually, you know, where that comes from. Do, do you guys, sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying also it's a lot easier to talk crap behind the internet than into yeah, yeah. someone's face to face. So you'll be a lot of people yeah. who do it just for fun. Yeah. Just because they think it's jokes just to troll people or just whatever, troll, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. like, it's never that serious, actually. Yeah. Like, the actual yeah. amount of hate for certain artists and stuff like that is not nearly as big as yeah. it seems on the okay. internet and stuff. Do you guys have conversations about when y'all get there? When y'all finally get that thing that y'all are pursuing? Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I want to I wanna know, like, what is ultimately, like, what is your ultimate goal when it comes to the music? And number two, do you guys have conversation actually... Because uh, I, have, I have a thing I want to share with you guys. I actually vision envision everything that I'm going to do maybe like a couple years ahead a mm-hmm. uh, couple years ago I wanted to host the Afrofest yeah 
And I literally had a whole walkthrough in my head, like, here's how I'm going to do it when I do it. And I've been literally like rehearsing this in my head. Now, when if I was to say that to somebody at the time, they'll think, "Boy, you crazy!" Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because at the time, I, I didn't even have a podcast. I, I didn't even know like I was gonna do a podcast and and help that set me up in a way, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so, but do you guys have kind of like those similar conversations in terms of like, yo, we could be a video away from going viral. Yeah. What do we do to prepare ourselves now? So then, because that thing happens literally. It feels like overnight to most, yeah, yeah. but obviously you guys, you've been spending bars since you're 11 and things like that. Do you guys have those conversations amongst each other? Like, here's how we need to um, prepare for that. I know, like, uh, when we drop, like, let's say our last music video and stuff like that, there's always a, the thing of, like, hey, this could be the one. I mean, mm-hmm. it was our most successful video to date was it the one. That's debatable. Um, but, you know, there's, yeah, there's always this kind of thing in the back of your head where, you know, if this ends up becoming your career like full-time and stuff are you able to like handle it and whatever and um so far we've had like a sliver of what that would be like and we've handled it pretty well and stuff like that so you know i think um i think the conversations have paid off i guess because it's always like you know if like we're talking about like social media and stuff like that if you put too much of yourself on social media you become an open book and there's a barrier that you could have where you're an actual celebrity or you're just like an artist and stuff. And so we always try to maintain that kind of barrier where, you know, after we sign the autographs, take the pictures, whatever, there's nobody like trying to stalk us or whatever, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, And then in terms of just future success and whatever, for me, and I don't want to speak for him, but like for me, the ultimate goal is just to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Cause that's what I want to do. Like I want to make music forever you know what are you studying and um oh i'm um, i'm in marketing actually like business yeah in um uoit in oshawa um so that's like kind of like you know fallback degree and stuff but you don't want to be like you know it's always like listen man if you're gonna be in music okay you're gonna get an education as well okay because you're not just gonna go out and that you know what do they say be another statistic statistic of like you know and also to you know when you're african-american doing hip-hop and stuff like that people always have preconceived notions of like that dude just made it out of the ghetto like a week ago or something yeah. right and that's not us so you know you gotta i guess have the backup for if it doesn't work which i mean i don't sure you gonna put everything behind <laughs> do you guys yeah. get backlashes about me oh no you guys you know I mean, you shouldn't because your music doesn't translate into that. But do you also get like, oh, yeah, you got it easy. Your parents um, buy you the equipment. You just set it up. Like, do you, you get anything like that? Or people might not even be aware of that. Too. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are aware of that necessarily. But again, like, like you're saying, where it's what you put out. It's the energy that you put out. So, you know, if we were giving out the energy that we are from, like, I don't know the bottom Rexdale or something like that, <laughs> like that kind of thing. That it's like, nah, you're actually from like Markham and Steels, like, yeah. like you know. But we don't give out that kind of energy, so people don't expect that from us, right? And I feel like a lot of a lot of rappers and like musicians in general just set themselves up for failure by not being authentic from the get-go. And I understand it's why you are, wouldn't, yeah. because it's easier to fit in and just come out being like, you know. Got my zanny in the trap and that kind of stuff. Like I don't know, I don't know what I'm being ignorant, but like that kind of stuff, right? Where you know, it's it's 
commonplace so why not just join everybody else and whatever mm-hmm. and again it's not like we're coming in like saying like oh we're better than anybody else or whatever but it's just you're saving yourself a whole lot of trouble at just being who you are from the get-go and then like whatever they either rock with it or they don't so it's you know it's just like you know um last couple of things that i i saw you guys do the muslim meme yeah. <laughs> Ramadan meme time like, Ram- Ramadan meme yeah. What trigger what, what was the whole idea Behind it Because I'm like These guys are having Way too much fun <laughs> so, so, I feel like I just, no, That yeah, was yeah. Uh, Your idea Bilal. So We love memes I love yeah. memes okay. Memes are like My favorite That's literally memes, what I do memes, like, memes are life It's yeah, our so yeah. generation man uh, Instagram that's what I use on Instagram like most of the time. If I'm not mm-hmm. talking to my friends, I'm looking at memes. Okay. Yeah. The first night of Ramadan, I'm checking our Instagram, right? And I just see him. He posted like just one meme, right? And I'm like, let's make this a thing. So on my phone, I have like a bunch of just meme pictures and stuff like that. <laughs> like 200 plus. Okay. Up, so you're like, I'm ready. So like, we're just like, all right, let's just do it every night. And then we did it the first night, like a good eight of them. A lot of people loved it. They're like, oh, these are so funny. These are so things, like, relatable and stuff like yeah. that. So we're like, all right, let's just do it again. So we did it the second night. And, it, like, it got an even better response the second night, mm-hmm. right? So we're like, okay. And then we stopped doing it because we forgot for, like, a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen it a couple of times, but then, I, then it disappeared. That just goes to show you, like, social media, it, even, like, that thing becomes a job. Like, it becomes yeah. a thing that you yeah. got to, like, constantly feed into and things like that, right? And um, I think... You know, like how we were saying earlier that we weren't necessarily too active on social media or whatever. And that's because we were always trying to figure out what kind of image we wanted to portray Mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's like, oh, are we going to be like mysterious or are we going to be just like your best friend who's on social Like that kind of stuff, right? And eventually we just kind of got to a point where like, let's just be ourselves. You know, we like memes. We're We're Muslim. (laughs) It's Ramadan. Let's make Ramadan memes and that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's just that simple, you know? Um... And also, too, it's just kind of like, I know for a lot of, um, you know, like Muslim kids and stuff like that, in, in most religious communities and stuff like that, people tend to take things a little too seriously. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right? I can see how somebody can look at it and go, man, they'd be offended, but yeah, me, yeah. I just looked at it like, <laughs> but these kids is, have way too much Yeah, but the this. thing is, is, like, you know, it's real life. Yeah, real yeah. life isn't always serious, yeah, so, yeah. you know. You should be able to reflect that in what you put out and whatever. So we was just like, sometimes fasting is hard. Here's a meme that matches that. Put it out, you know. <laughs> sometimes fasting is hard. I mean, yeah, it, it is very challenging. It, yeah. it almost takes uh, a lot of mental discipline to yeah. Yeah. to really be on it. And shout out to you guys for coming through, even though you're fasting and hey man, and and uh, and doing all like this. Any any last thing that we. Maybe I forgot to bring up. I feel like I honestly. Yeah, I think you I tell people to, to tune into the podcast, but this, this shit is mostly for me, man. I learn so much stuff, <laughs> yeah. and I get to meet you know different people doing different things. And I think, yeah. especially in the city of Toronto, we got like a lot of great things that need to be yeah, highlighted. Yeah. Your story definitely yeah. spoke to me. Uh, wasn't much that I could gauge from social media. I was like, man, y'all gotta come up. You know what? Know. We learned that we should like fix that up, like real quick. <laughs> like that, you know, I was like, yo, which one is who? And you're like, oh yeah, that's true. We don't know because I'm going through it. I'm like, okay, I see one name, yeah. but even that, I'm not sure which one is yeah, which, exactly. right? Like, yeah, I have to ask you guys, and then you put me onto that, and then yeah. uh, you know your background and stuff like that. Which, and honestly, you, you that don't mean like go and share everything. 
Because yeah. I know for me too, like there's pockets of my life that would never mm. be on social media. My personal life, my relationship, things like that. Yeah. yeah. I used to do the whole mother thing, Mother Day staying and I was yeah. like, this is whack. <laughs> Right, yeah. I, don't, I don't have to get on social media and be like, yeah. yo, mom, I love you, right? Yeah, so a lot of the stuff I started to dial it back. Uh, my siblings' birthday, I used to post like, every, and I'm also weird in a way, not weird, but like, whenever everybody's doing one thing, I dial it back. I was We're like, you know what? Exactly yes, I don't, yeah, I don't need to participate yep. Yep, in this Mother's Day context and facts, prove man. to y'all that I love my mom, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, as long as you're doing whatever is a true reflection of you, I think, yeah, uh, it's fine. You guys would be good, you know what I mean? Um, but I feel like not, people not, use yeah. social media to please other people nowadays. Yeah. And other than just... People talking to themselves. me about like, oh, I'm trying to rebrand myself. For what? <laughs> <laughs> you a brand? Yeah. Like, I get it. You, you might have 1,500 followers, but like, you've already put yourself in the position to like be stressed mm-hmm. out. Like, you're not selling... You're not... You're probably not even making no money off your social media. Yeah, like, you just have a small following, but it's like, why you put... That kind of pressure on you. You got to rebrand yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah. Live life. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like this. Exactly. If you get to the level where you at least started to make money, but it's like people, that's what I'm saying. Like people really struggle with that um, because they have a different persona online than who they truly are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I like you guys, man. Stay, stay. Thanks for having us, stay. man. I mean, yeah. thanks for pulling up. <laughs> uh, I, I have to file a complaint against uh, Apple. <laughs> Because we literally sat here for two hours trying to like, yo, this computer's not going to work. You know what I mean? Um, But before y'all go, like plug in your social media, plug in your your music video. The Two-Face one, I really enjoyed it. Uh, And and I'm subscribed and everything like that. So (laughs) I'm looking forward to like seeing like you guys develop. Because I think for me, this will be like the initial conversation. And Mm -hmm. then from here, I get to gauge like, okay. Yeah. I see what it is. And whenever you guys got new projects and things like that, please. Almost oh, definitely. Come back. So um on Instagram we're Mustakeem Official. That's M-U-S-T-A-Q-E-E-M official. Uh we're on YouTube, same thing. Yeah. Facebook. No one uses Facebook, but still, you know, Mustakeem. <laughs> That's um fact. we're currently in the process of making our first uh full length album and stuff. Yeah. Um so inshallah it'll be like best music is yet to come, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. We don't really like to plug our old stuff too much because it's a little whack, but, you know, whatever. That's subjective. <laughs> um, so just follow us from now, and you can say you knew us from Jump. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having us, man. And uh, last thing, what's, what is Mustakim? What does that mean? So, Sirat uh, al-Mustakim means the straight path in Arabic. Yeah, Arabic, in Arabic, yeah. right? Man, so, Mustakim. I'm ashamed. Mustakim kind of just means, means straight. In Arabic, right? It's that straight path, roughly straight loosely path. translated, like, whatever yeah. kind of thing. So and it like, sounds you know, cool. So. You know where you're going, you know what you're doing, whatever. Straight that kind shooters. Of thing. Yeah, exactly. I like y'all, man. Yeah. This is good. Um, make sure you guys go go in there now, follow the YouTube and, and subscribe. And I mean, support great young men that I think that are Thank doing you, good things. And um, if your music is trash or anything like that, make sure. Now I feel like I could like, give you a little insight, like, yo, yeah. that wasn't it. You know what I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I might just hit y'all up and be like, because we met. Like, I always think, yeah. like, it's a lot more easier or whatever. Because I like... Honestly, I'm like that. Whenever... If I say I'm supporting you and yeah. I feel like you do something... Hey, man, why did you do that? Like, what was the whole point behind <laughs> yeah. it, right? Because yeah. I think a lot of time we we don't check. We exactly. be like, yo, I support you. And then you see somebody do something wild. And it's like... Yeah. yeah. Okay, we just going to act like that didn't happen. Yeah, really yeah. If you really yeah. want to see people better, get better at what they do, you yeah. like genuinely be like, yo, I, I didn't like it. But yeah. 
make me understand or maybe I think you should go this way whatever it is so yeah. uh, look forward to talking to you guys man appreciate y'all pulling up Shit, you got me. This yeah. guy, the cool guy, he didn't talk to him, but I can tell. I think uh, <laughs> next time we will switch path and things like that. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But thanks again for everybody tuning in. Thanks again for tuning in. This is Deep Activated Podcast, and you've officially been activated. Peace. <laughs>